Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Hey, Blessed Nation, Jay Marsh here. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Your Blessed Life podcast. So today's special guest is Phil, Phil Potts. And the name of Phil Potts might sound a little familiar to you. That's because back in episode 39, we got to know Phil kind of up close and personal. In fact, in episode number 39, we got to take an up close and personal look into his life. And in particular, uh, really, it was kind of like the walk of Phil's life in Christ from the inside out. And so he shared Phil, you shared some amazing stories with us. You know, we hit those three pillars. We talked about faith, we talked about hope, and we talked about promise. But today, we're just going to go right into teaching. You ready to do some teaching, Phil? I'm ready, Jay. Let's try it. All right. So, Bless Nation, I want to just, if you haven't listened to episode 39, I just want to just do a real quick reintroduction and introduce you to Phil if you haven't met him yet. So... If you listen to episode 39, you know that Phil and his wife and his children, they currently reside in Alabama. So Phil is not only an author of a book, but he's a men's marriage coach, and uh, he's got some amazing stuff to share with you. And the reason I wanted to go into this book, well, one, I've read it. I've got the book on my in my hand right now. It's a great read, but the teachings and the, and the stands that Phil has and that he shares with his husbands is really in line with the, some of the things that I share with my couples. And so I think you're really going to uh, get a lot of information from it. I think it will resonate with you. And I hope they're actionable principles that you can just get to work immediately in your relationship. So Phil, Hey, thank you again, brother, for coming on the show and just being willing to teach on this episode. Thank you, Jay. Glad to be able to talk with you again, man. Well, cool. It's gonna It's going to be a lot of fun. So Bless Nation, the book that we're going to take a deep dive into in a couple section sections here is called Habits of Heroic Husbands, and that's Phil's book. And uh, when we're done with the show, I'll put a link on there so you guys can be sure and check it out. Um, but, you know, as I was looking through the book and I thought, if I could just dig into a couple of these keys and, and, and Phil calls them habits in his book. If I could dig into just a couple of these habits, which ones would I want to share with you? So we're going to break it down into three and I want to get right into the discussion so we can dive in and, uh, and so we don't run out of time. So I want to start with question one, Phil. Um, I think this is such a good foundational question and I hope that we can we can set the stage with this. So I know, Phil, that you call these keys, you call them habits uh, for husbands. Um, and you know, when I read, this is habit number three. And when I read this habit, Phil, it, immediately in my mind, I thought from me to we. And it's about understanding the marriage mindset. And, you know, what I want to do just briefly is I want to read just a quick little excerpt from this third habit. 
And I'm going to have you take it from there because I think this will set the stage for what we're going to talk about as it relates to this, the title of your habit, He Sails a Single Ship. And so, Bless Nation, this is a little excerpt I want to read from you or read to you that made me think about from me to we. And this is what Phil says in his book. The heroic husband, he takes a different approach. These guys, they destroy their individual ships and they get into or onto a single ship and they get onto this ship with their wives. They have a plan. They have a dream. They set a goal. And it's all about we. We have an income. We have a home. We have a dream. We have a goal. We have a car. It's we. And so that's why I constantly kept saying in my head, from me to we. And he says, we are heading in a certain direction. We want to do this. We want to do that. So, Phil, why is habit number three such an important aspect for husbands as they sail on a single ship? (laughs) Sure. Well, I hope that people are following my little metaphor there. I see everything in pictures and that makes sense to me. But my wife and I, one time years ago, Jay, we just were having a conversation with another individual and they were talking about all these struggles that they had and how the woman wanted one thing and the man wanted another. And they kept talking about how they needed to find some way to meet in the middle. And Shannon and I were talking about it after we had this conversation with them. And this habit came out of that conversation. And we just looked at each other and had a realization together that that if this couple wants to get to the place that they're wanting to get to, that's why they were talking with us, that they don't need to find a middle ground. They don't need to, you know, meet halfway as we always do, but instead they actually need to get on the same page all the way. And that image of a ship just jumped into my mind that we really go through life sailing on our own ship. And there's something that's hardwired within us that just wants to cling to that ship with everything we've got. We don't want to give it up. There's just something in our human, natural, normal self that wants to defend that normal ship. But if we want to do as Scripture says, and truly make the two become one, we have to figure out how to take that individual ship that we are naturally wanting to defend and put a giant hole in it and put it at the bottom of the sea and get on a single one with our wife. And that's the only way that will truly become one. And I try to unpack in that chapter some specific practical things that we can do to make that happen so that we do share a life, share a vision, and do life together instead of separately and then just talking about it. Yeah, well, I like and, and I like how you kind of set that up, because that is really the, the second part of this question. And that is, as a couple... How can we set our ship up to sail in a way where it's not one ship, but it's a unified ship for husband and wife? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that the best way to approach that, Jay, is to talk about it. You guys have to decide what does getting on a single ship look like in your home. And I realize that, you know, we're not looking to work in the same place or ride in the same car all the time or anything like that. It's not about being glued at the hip, but it's about emotionally being glued at the hip where you're continually thinking, what do we want to accomplish? And if you are at different places, if you want to accomplish one thing and she wants to accomplish something else, you've got to have communication to actually come up with a we plan. 
I like how you said it, you know, from a me plan to a we plan. You have to come up with a we plan. And that starts with very simple things. You know, I for me, my schedule was something that I had to really learn how to do that with. When I had these little bits of free time, I considered them to be my time. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do with my time? And I would fill it with usually some kind of athletic activity. I like to go play some kind of a sport or a competition with somebody. But I started realizing that's not my time. If the two have become one, that's our time. My wife has has equal opportunity to that and that that is something that we collectively need to decide, even though it seems like it's my free time to my natural self. And so we had to start talking about it and saying, what am I going to do with our free time? And that pivot in just an area like free time was a huge, huge movement toward connecting with my wife the way that God wants us to in the two becoming one. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, that sounds like something that would go without saying, but I, I, I think it's important that we have to set the expectation that our schedules are aligned, because if we're not living off of a similar schedule, then we're going to end up at a different destination. So it sounds simple, but putting it into practice, maybe not so much. Very true. <laughs> it's very true. So if we're aligning our schedules and let's say Dana and I, so we've aligned our schedules, we're having conversation, which is really kind of the first thing that you said, we're taking the time to have discussions about this and we're making sure that our schedules are in alignment with each other. So we are you know, sailing one ship. What kind of conversations would, would you guys have that would help you to make sure you're sailing that one ship as it relates to being on the same schedule? Absolutely. Well, I'm a very independent person when it comes to my natural wiring. And my wife is very much a connected person when it comes to her natural wiring. And there's almost always in the case of a couple, one that is more naturally connected uh, as far as what kind of person they are. And one is more naturally independent. That's just very common. Yeah. And so whichever one is more naturally gifted in just being connected to people and not being the independent one, defer to them and ask them how to do it. <laughs> They're the one that can lead in this type of a of a sitting a setting that we're talking about. And so ask them, what does that look like? What does getting on a single ship look like to you with relation to you fill in the blank? And that person is going to be able to have the insights. And for me as the independent one, I had to just learn how to say Shannon is my wife. I had to just learn how to say Shannon is what I'm doing making you feel like we're doing it together or do you feel like I'm on right. my my own ship and there were sometimes that which she she would say no that's great i feel like we're connected all the way it's good and then there were other times that she would say no i feel like you very much just made your own decision and i wanted to be a part of that yeah that is so good and and the reason it's so good because it ties beautifully in to this next habit and and the the habit is connection and so what i like about this is we've established a couple of things here. We've established an understanding that there is a marriage mindset. It's this unified marriage mindset of how we can come together. And, you know, the analogy that you used is sail that same ship. We, we get on the same schedule. We align our schedules and we begin this process of being connected. And I like that because that's, that's that second habit that you have and you title it. He chunks the checklist. But I really believe, and I believe this is biblical as well, uh, because in Genesis, it talks about intimacy and companionship. 
And so when I think of your habit number two, to me, it's all about connection. Um, and so in this role of connection, I noticed that you hit a few points in this second habit as you broke down what this connection looks like. You talked about a couple of things. You talked about the pursuit. You talked about being present in our relationship and how that moves us to a deeper connection, especially for husbands in marriage. So this kind of sets us up for a question. So as husbands, if we're looking to uh, be present, if we're looking to continue that pursuit in our, for our wives, if we're looking to deepen our connection, what are a couple of ways that we can do that as husbands? Yeah, absolutely. Well, to try to paint the picture a little bit, when I say chunk the checklist, most of us have in our minds what a good husband should do. You know, he is a provider, check. He, whatever, mows the grass, check. He takes care of this part of the home, check. Takes care of that with the kids, check. You know, and even big things. He, you know, gives her a gift for her birthday, check. Said I love you, check. Not addicted to pornography, check. And and those are good good and honorable things most of the time. But that's not what's going to define an amazing marriage. There are so many men that I get to see that are checking off all of what they think are the right things, but they do not have, as you just said, connection with their wives. And so I want us to eliminate that checklist mindset and instead start doing those things to move closer to our wives, not because we have to do them, but to move closer to the heart of our of our wife. And th- that word means so much to me that you said, pursuit. One of the ways to do that is to actively pursue our wives. And when people ask me what you just said, how do you do that? I There's something instinctive in us that does that when we're dating her. If you just remember back, just remember back to when you were dating that girl that you are now married to and remember what you did. You naturally just did so many things. You thought about her all the time. Your mind was just absolutely filled with her. You thought very positive things of her. You would not think negative things of her all the time. You actually tried to defer to her preferences. What she wanted to do was what you wanted to do. If she wanted to go to this restaurant, you were happy to drive her to that restaurant. And it didn't matter how far away it was. You remember that? <laughs> and, 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 and that is what we've got to go back to. Instead of, you know, we get into our normal routines and we just live life, we've got to go back to, well, what did I do naturally to pursue her when yeah. I really wanted to pursue her? And then we've got to intentionally make the decision now to start doing some of those same things. And when you do, it's going to feel really silly at first. I promise you, it's going to feel silly at first, but it will then start to light a fire that maybe has gone cold and you will start to realize this is some, some good direction. This is a good direction that I'm heading into. These are some good things that I'm now starting to do again. And you will get some momentum and you will start moving actively closer to her again intentionally. And she will usually then be able to return and start moving closer to you as well. That pursuit is so key. Yeah. You know, that pursuit, you know what I think about when I, when I hear you explain it that way, Phil, is that the pursuit takes us back to that time when we were falling in love with each other as a couple when we were, well, I'm going to use this word, when we were courting each other. And it makes me think about 
something that I share with, with my couples as well, because it's so in line with what you're saying on connection. And that is the courting doesn't have to stop when you say I do. In fact, it's an opportunity to continue it, but maybe this is guys. You tell me you work, you know, you work mostly with guys as with husbands. Is this a guy thing that after we say I do, that we maybe subconsciously we flip the switch? We're like, okay, the courting is done. Let's go on to something else. Yeah. Well, I, I obviously every home is different, you know, and I do want to be careful of stereotypes because there are some situations where this is flipped. But yes, in general, I think that your assessment is is spot on with my observation as well. That we as guys we 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 tend to fill a role we want to fill the role that we are in and we want to most of the time do well you know we want to be a good boyfriend and we want to be a good husband and for some reason those are two very different things in our mind. We have, yeah. you know, been taught, we've observed in other couples, we've observed in family members that are older than we are. Our society has portrayed it to us this way. There are just so many reasons that we do, but we view that job as boyfriend and then as fiance and then as husband as very different roles. And so I don't think it's that we're, you know, wanting to just become a jerk and not pursue our wives. That's not it at all. Men, These men are good men, but when we're a boyfriend, we think our job is to pursue her, to court her, to go after her, to defer to her preferences and try to make her feel loved and cherished and all these things that are so important to her and to us. And then we, you know, even kick it up a notch when we're engaged as her fiance. Well, we really want to fill that role well. And we want to do all those things to an even higher level. And she is now our girl that we are committing ourselves to for life. And so all the more reason to do those things and to defend her and protect her and, and love her and, and yield to her desires and wishes and preferences and honor her. And then when we become her husband, we think that our role switches and we think that our oh, yes. job description is now provider and, you know, this totally different list of things that we need to do to make us a quote unquote good husband. But that list is a wrong list. We've been taught wrong and we need to actually just chunk that list and start saying to be a really great husband that I believe men want to be in our hearts, we've got to stay moving closer to our wives. We've got to continue the pursuit of her heart, just like we did when we were her boyfriend and just like we did when we were her fiance. And we've got to rewrite that job description and, and let it be something completely different than what we've been taught. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Uh, but And maybe because we, as men, uh, we, we're so compartmentalized in the way we're thinking. We think, okay, well, I've done that. And, and now I can go on and do this next thing. When our wife is thinking, you know what? Now we can grow this connection. We've made a great connection, right? Hmm. Now they want to grow it. And guys, we're thinking, oh, well, we're, we're moving on to the next thing. And so when we can come together on the same page and realize that this connection is an ongoing thing. This pursuit as a couple is an ongoing thing, especially for us as guys, when we pursue her heart, we connect with her and then we maintain that connection that brought us together. And I think as guys, we forget that that needs to be maintained. 
Mm, yeah. And Jay, you put something that I think is so wise on the table. And another element of that is that, and I'll just speak for myself, but I know that a lot of guys join me in this. I fear, I fear failure. And mm-hmm. when I get to that point where, yes, you know, I, I, I checked it off. I, I, I did the boyfriend thing and I asked yes. her to marry me and she said, yes, I breathe a sigh of relief. Whew, she said, yes, check. I didn't fail. And now we're engaged. And then we go through with it and she's happy and we get married and oh, check. I did it. You know, next, next thing I didn't fail. But then when we get to this nurturing phase that you're talking about, the growing phase to use your word, I love that. I fear failure. I feel like what my wife wants out of this when it comes to how a woman views connection and how emotional that is and how deep that is and how big that is and how lifelong that is, my inner self says, I can't do that. And I am afraid of that. And maybe most men aren't to that level like I am, but I just am. And that's what made me in the beginning parts of my relationship kind of shy away and take some relief in, okay, this job description is different. I know I can do this. And I set it up in a way that I know I'm not going to fail. I can provide for her. I can protect her. I can do these big things that I believe take care of her or whatever you want to say. But Mm -hmm. that other area that she really wants, that growth, that connection, that deep intimacy is something that I shied away from because I I feared it. I didn't feel like I could really pull that one off, you know, (laughs) but when I started being willing to kind of pull that curtain back and chunk that other job description list and start rewriting one, I started realizing with a lot of stumbles, with a lot of falls, with a lot of scraped knees, but I started realizing that this is something that I can actually succeed in, that I don't need to fear fear failure in it, and I can actually rise to the challenge and be the man that she wants me to be. That's good stuff, Phil. So, Bless Nation and men, husbands in particular, remember what Phil is saying. Chunk the checklist. And that is habit number two for heroic husbands. And so well said. So Bless Nation, I want to check in with you, you know, as we transition to this final and uh, habit number, well, I'm not going to tell you the habit yet, but the third key here that we discuss on these heroic habits for husbands and just check in with you. I hope you're enjoying the show so far and you can see my dilemma here in which habits to pick out and discuss with Phil. So I'm going to hope that at the end, you're intrigued enough to say, you know what? I need to know the rest of these habits as a heroic husband. And you check Phil's book out. But what I also want to invite you to do right now is if this show is, is if it's talking to you, if it's blessing you, if it's something that you're enjoying, I want to invite you to support the show. This is something that we've just started doing recently. And it gives you as a listener, at Bless Nation, an opportunity to support the show financially. Um, and the way you're able to do that is your Blessed Life Ministries is a, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And so that allows you to support the ministry financially um, in a way that gives you that uh, tax deduct deduction for supporting the show. And if that's something you want to check out and want to get some more information on, go to our website. I created a page that that kind of breaks this down for you. It gives you the the details and the support that you might want to ask uh, if this is something that you want to do. So just go to yourblesslife.com, yourblesslife.com. And I've got a a button there um, that talks about how you can support the show. 
and you can just click on that donate button and uh, and just check it out. So I'd appreciate you doing that in advance. I thank you for doing that. And um, and I want to roll right into this this third habit. I know it's not the third habit in the book, Phil. It's actually well, it's habit number four. And I want to I want to kind of recircle here because this habit, Phil, is so important. You and I kind of accidentally st- stumbled on this conversation in our first interview. Um, and I guess it's fitting because a good interview is about asking good questions, questions that, that dig and that spur and that challenge and create, you know, even second tier questions and, and, and create thoughts and, and, and wonder. And when we go back to our interview that we had in episode 39, we did something that, well, it was in line with what your book said in habit number four, and that was you scheduled duct tape sessions with your wife. And so I want to I want to kind of frame this habit, and then I want to ask you a question, Phil. So, you know, this is a topic that we discussed in episode 39, and it's really about asking powerful and profound questions, but it's doing it in a way that allows those questions to be answered even if they're tough questions. So why is this, you know, scheduling of a duct tape session, why is something like that important for us as husbands to do with our wives on a regular basis? Absolutely. Well, I think that the main answer to that is this, Jay. If we want an extraordinary marriage, as you and I both do, and we just believe so passionately in that. If we want an extraordinary marriage, that's going to be defined by connection, as you said earlier. That is that is going to be the thing that defines an extraordinary marriage, is how deep is the connection that you have with your wife. And if we want to be intimately connected to somebody, we have to know how to get to their heart. And the only way that we will know how to get to somebody's heart is if we ask them how to get there. And this habit mm-hmm. is about asking our wives to draw a treasure map for us that leads from where we are to the depths of her heart. That's the point of this habit. Yeah. And so sometimes, and, and I know this to be true because you and I talked about this, so I'm, I'm going to kind of go there. Sometimes when you ask these questions for you, when you ask this question to Shannon, sometimes I know that you got an answer back that you weren't quite expecting, but you had to swallow hard and and I guess kind of honor what it was that question was uh, was asking. So talk about talk about that for us. When you ask a question that makes you you know swallow hard, but it brings you together deeper, even though it might be a tough question, give us an example of how that's played out with you and Shannon. Sure, sure. Well, what I'm talking about in the duct tape session is this, that you set an intentional time where you sit down with your wife and there are no distractions and you just ask her a simple question. Something like, how do you think our marriage is going? Or how do you feel I'm doing as your husband? And then you take out that piece of duct tape and you put it over your mouth and you just listen. I call call this the dark horse of all of the habits that I wrote about, Jay, because it seems the simplest as far as just, you know, how much effort does it take to throw out a question? Not very much. It seems extremely simple as far as, you know, just that it's, it's almost 
too simple that we should just ignore it. You know, maybe I don't really need to do that. But it's actually one of the most difficult ones to do it and do it right and do it well. Because like you just said, sometimes, a lot of times, if you ask a question like that and really have an emotionally safe space where she's going to give you an honest answer, there's going to be something said that's going to really hurt your feelings. And you need to just keep that duct tape on and not have any negativity in your words, not have any negativity in your facial expressions. And you need to just, you know, smile and say, thank you for sharing that. You need to leave the situation and you need to process it and you need to pray over it and you need to then come back and talk about it at a different time. But I call it the dark horse because it is so simple yet it's so complex and so hard to really do it right. It's also absolutely fragile that this habit, it it can go from a situation that your wife absolutely loves (laughs) to a situation that she absolutely hates if you just twist it one little notch. And so it's an extremely fragile little little delicate moment that you're going to have together that you've got to do it in this exact way that you and I are talking about where you are positive, you don't respond, you don't argue, you don't talk back. It's just asking and listening for a short moment and then leaving and processing later. But then when you do that, immense blessing will come out of it because she's just handed you a portion of that treasure map. She's just handed you a portion of that map that lets you get closer to her. And that's what we want to accomplish. And as you shared, oh, Jay, I've had so many times on our couch where I've tried to do this and, and I've asked a question and I've just been blindsided. You know, I've even thought, all right, I'm doing well now. I've made some yeah. good progress. This is good. And I ask, I just pick one question and I just ask her, Shannon, will you give me some honest feedback? And, and here's my question. And she'll give me that honest feedback and wham, I'm blindsided again with something that I just thought I was doing okay in, but in her mind, I'm not. And I have to follow this advice. And so instead of defending myself or, you know, playing the martyr, you know, come on, I'm doing a good job. I'm trying to be a good husband, a good dad. I'm not perfect. You know, all those things. I just smile and I say, thank you for sharing that. Let me think about that. And I want you to know that I'm going to work on it. And I go and I pray about it and think about it and and go to work on it. Ask God, what do you want me to do with what Shannon has just shared with me? God uses our wives as honest mirrors. We a lot of times are not able to see an honest reflection. If we schedule a duct tape session and ask our wives a few honest questions like this, God will use them to wipe the fog off of our mirrors. And it's amazing if we're willing to let them do that, how clearly God will then show ourselves to us through her. I'll answer your question more specifically here. Sorry, I got a little bit on a rabbit trail there. No, it's good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I remember one time in particular this day, I had to ask my wife something, and I don't remember the details of all of this. It's it's very foggy, but I remember this. I remember why my wife started drawing pictures for me. (laughs) I respond well to pictures, and I see life in pictures. And she started drawing these stick figures for me. And the stick figures were of me and then the stick figure of her with a smiley face. And then there was this picture of her crying and a picture of this heart that she drew that was ripped in half. And she explained to me how what I was doing and how I was handling some things was taking her from having a joyful heart and being connected to me to having a 
just hurt, hurt heart. And, and I just ripped it to shreds when I was handling things in this matter. And I remember so clearly the emotion that I experienced that my first one was I want to defend myself and tell her, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to be a good guy. But I really did follow that advice. And I just listened and I took it in and I went and started praying over it and thinking over it. And God showed me some major things that I needed to just do a total 180 and how I was approaching them and how I was relating to my wife and how I was protecting her heart. And it moved us miles forward when I took that map and I considered it as just gold. And then I followed it. Oh, that is such good advice. I'm I'm writing um, a few notes here because I, I think, Phil, when I hear you say that, it's a reminder for us as husbands to know that this walk in marriage is an ever-growing process. And I, I think that's why, of, of all the habits that we talk that you talk about in your book, that's why I picked these three. And I picked these three in this particular order because, guys— we have to know that this is a, a growing process and we have to be, we have to make the decision to be committed to growing our marriage. You know, if you look at that first habit we talked about, it's about understanding the mindset that we are, it's not about me, it's about we, it's about us. And then as we move into that second habit we talked about, when it's us, then we keep the connection going. We keep the flame burning. We keep pursuing our wives and and pursuing her heart. And then as we wrap it up with, you know, powerful questions, we continue to pursue her and we grow in our marriage by asking her questions that move us as a couple to where we want to be. And I, I, I appreciate you letting me ask you, Phil, about how you and Shannon did that, because I think those insights give us an example of, okay, that's how we can do it in our life. If that has worked for Phil, if that's worked for Shannon, why can't that work for Jay and Dana? Or why can't that work for whoever's listening? So I love that we were able to take this little walk down just these three habits, because I really think they identify unity and companionship and then ultimately keeping ourselves accountable by asking tough questions, but productive questions. Absolutely, Jay. Thanks for your wisdom. Appreciate it. Well, you know, you're the one sharing the wisdom. I'm just, I'm just reflecting it and I'm kind of jotting it down because these are the things as a heroic husband that I want to do in my marriage. And bless nation for you husbands that are listening. I hope that these are the kinds of things that you will will see that that they will bless your relationship because at the end of the day, God made your wife as a connector. I mean, you know, I consider myself a connector too, as a guy, but God made women relational in nature and, and they crave it. They desire it. That's one of the reasons that they marriages because they want to maintain that connection with you. So pursue that connection, men with your wife, and it will bless your marriage tremendously. So Phil, as we as we wrap up the show, I know we've only hit three. How many how many habits do you have in your book, Phil? We've got ten in there, Jay. Okay, so of the ten, we've hit three, um, and I really consider these three foundational. Um, Bless Nation, I want to invite you to 
check Phil's book out in more detail, Habits of Heroic Husbands. So Phil, if folks are looking, they're like, you know what, this is good stuff, but I feel like I've just scratched the surface. Where can they find your book? Oh, absolutely. You can pick it up at Amazon or any major book retailer, Jay. And I'm going to, our team's put together a little homepage for, for your listeners only. You can put a link in that in your show notes and, and guide your people toward there. But I'm going to put some other uh, free resources in there for them that if they do want to take it to the next level, I'm happy to try to put some stuff there and help them move a little bit forward. Cool. All right. Well, I will be sure and link that up in the show notes. Um, and I will get that from you. Is that something that you have for us right now? Or do you want me to recircle with you and, and just include that in the show notes? Jay, I didn't do my homework and look that back up from the last time we talked, but it was, was it renegadegentleman.com forward slash blessed? Is that right? I I have it right in front of me and I'm going to confirm <laughs> it with you. Yeah, it's my, exactly what it is. You have a great memory, Phil. Renegadegentleman.com slash blessed. Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. No, that's so perfect. Anyhow, if they want to get things started, absolutely. We'll put some stuff there and that can help them get going. Well, that's cool because I think having a place to begin for us is probably the hardest thing because sometimes we have it in our head. Sometimes we have it in our heart, but taking that first step to create that action is the toughest. So thanks for putting that together for us in advance. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And, and speaking, Phil, of thanking, uh, I just want to thank you for, for taking the time to come and chat with us, to come and share with us on these different habits of heroic husbands. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Oh, Jay, it's always a joy. Thanks for your good work. You're, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure. And Blessed Nation, I, I hope you enjoyed this time that we got to hang out with Phil and kind of pick his brain a little bit on his new book, Habits of Heroic Husbands. And I hope it was a blessing to you today. I want to invite you, if you haven't yet, I want to invite you to subscribe to the show. Um, if you're listening to it on the website, if you are listening to it in iTunes, you'll find a purple subscribe button. Just click on that. And if you haven't rated and reviewed the show yet, I'd love to get your feedback on it. Um, in the iTunes app, in the search bar, if you just type in the show, Your Blessed Life, and you click on the cover art of the show, you'll see the rating review um, link that you can click on and leave a rating and review. I really do want to know your input. I really want to know if the show is supporting you, if it's encouraging you, if it's blessing you. So thank you in advance for sharing that with us. And Bless Nation, I just want to remind you until the next time that we get to come together, the next episode that I get to share with you, remember that God truly does love you, that he wants to bless you and he wants to bless your marriage. <laughs>